Naftali Frankel. The hundredth worst person to ever exist. Naftali Anantovich Frankel. Mm. Okay, so should we start off with his Wikipedia page? Let's have a look. So you, okay, the... you've got that. What I've got, I've, 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 I've binged him, and I've got page one, two, three, four, and five of Bing all open. I'm gonna have a crack. Okay, crack so with that. Th- this is this is definitely gonna just shove us onto any list that the government's been tracking. <laughs> Googling with the hundred worst people to ever live. Just looking for inspiration. <laughs> Just trying to trying to find the redeeming qualities. I mean, of the the guy that really modernised the gulag and made it the, the horrible, horrible place we know it as. Mm, a Jewish Bolshevik. Oh, and I've got a Metapedia. What the hell is that? I don't know, but uh, you're you're on Wikipedia. I've got a Metapedia, yeah, where it looks it's, exactly it's... like Wikipedia, so <laughs> except shorter. Right. Go on, then, what you got about? During the setup time, I've I've almost finished my first beer, so this is going well. Yeah, I know. Um, the Natali. <laughs> Anarkovich Frankel. I don't know if it's Frankel. Born, born 1883 and died in 1960 in Moscow. So he didn't get um, killed during the war, he survived it. Well, he survived the war, but I, I don't think he, he died of natural causes. But Uh-oh. I'd be surprised. Although 76 to 77, he was he was quite old. And he was, oh, he was born in the Ottoman Empire and then lived into the Soviet Union. That's interesting quite, guy. That's a couple of yeah. That's a couple of a uh, couple of regimes well, to be a part of. Jesus, lovely, lovely empires. So yeah, so the, he is the the hundredth worst person to ever exist according to Ranker. Yeah, according, according to uh, yeah, according to <laughs> what's it called? Rank Ranker. Yeah, and uh, I mean that is that is the that is the knowledge that you need. That is that is the source that we trust. So just just for our one or two listeners, um, uh, I did have a quick look down the list. Uh, if you were looking for Stalin, he's not actually that far away. He's only number fifty eight on that list. Uh, Jack the Ripper blows him out the water apparently. But uh, anyway, that'll be for a few <laughs> future episodes. So uh, Naftali Frankel today. Yeah, and so what we're going to be doing is that we're going to be looking at who he was, what he did. Did he do anything good? So we can re- get into the minds of the revisionist historian and see how we can whitewash him the way that they have done leaders such as Churchill and Genghis Khan. Stalin, Genghis Khan, Stalin. We'll, we'll find something to revise about Neftali Frankel's history just to, to make sure that he goes down as, as less than the 100th worst person to ever, ever uh, live. I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because like I mentioned Genghis Khan, does just enough time have to pass? You know, maybe this guy will find something this guy will be revered for in 100 years when everyone's forgotten about the, the atrocities of the wars and the Soviet Union. And, uh, and they'll just be like, oh, this guy discovered this. Perhaps there's a, a small gem in there that we can uncover today. I think that's exactly what it'll be. Natali Frankel's origin. Oh, his origins are uncertain. Okay. They call him the Turkish Jew born in Constantinople. Hmm. So, yeah, the Ottoman Empire. He was described as a Hungarian manufacturer. Yet another claimed that he was from Edessa. Okay. Um, and even more people think he is from Austria or Palestine. Hmm. So not a fucking clue where he's from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mysterious but, man. But baby, baby Frankel is not the person that committed these atrocities. And just to, just to highlight the, the the horrible things that he did before we controversially seek his um, redeeming qualities. What he what he did was he revised the Gulag. Um, what happened? He he shifted it from a, a kind of a re-education camp where they really focused on, I guess, torture and punishment to something that became a productive element of the. Of the Soviet Union's economy, 
which probably prolonged it, but also prolonged the suffering. And some of the innovations that he brought to the gulag were the uh, the work to food rationing. The way that you got allocated how many calories you would receive was by the amount of work you could do. Mm. And you were banded into three distinct groups. They're kind of the, the prisoners capable of heavy work, those capable of light work, and the invalids. And they were precise measurements of food, which were then distributed to the prisoner organizations. Was it depending upon how much work they did? Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. So they were fed accordingly to, to how much work they did. But I mean, I, I've had a look at the, the calories that they got, and they got uh, so they were they were definitely um, they were definitely uh, slimming down, shall we say? Well, it, it sounds like he, he kept the people around that were, were useful to to well the people that were slaves, uh, well, in, in in essence, that were capable of heavy work and light work mm-hmm. and slowly starved the people that were incapable on this i just found a, a wiki links for the for the gulag and it said he was essentially one of the gulag system founders so any atrocity that happened during the gulags you can in some part attribute to him yeah but is it his fault because he was originally a prisoner of the gulag he was which is where we'll go now is, is he a victim of circumstance did he make the best out of a bad situation mm. Was he, you know, would this would this have happened anyway if he hadn't come along? You know, was he? He just managed to pull himself out out of there. Well, yeah, well, I think. That... What, what were you saying? You were saying to me the other. He effectively <laughs> went to the, the the head of the camp and just said, "Look, you're doing this all wrong. You need to be more efficient. You need to do this, this, this." And this. and then they were like, "Oh, this guy knows his stuff. Let's, let's let him <laughs> let's let him design a few camps and uh, and see how that goes." And he just, um, you know, brought on untold suffering. Is that is that effectively it? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll recap on what he what he achieved, but just a, a, a quote here is that thanks to his horribly insensitive initiatives, millions of unhappy people are overwhelmed by terrible labor, labor and atrocious suffering. Oh. But I mean, anyone could have done it. Um, so yeah, he 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 was he was a prisoner in these camps, and uh, he he submitted a, a complaint via the, the complaint box. I would have thought he would have been murdered for that. Uh, but I guess that's my perception of, of Soviet Russia that, that maybe isn't isn't right. Prior prior to, to him actually taking over and getting the job, there were complaint boxes. There were people could meet. There was an assembly of, of people. All were kind of you know taken taken away when he became the commandant of mm. the of the camps. Because, you know, it's waste of time. <laughs> yeah. He he then went on to put forward his plans for how you could run the the, the camp more efficiently. And he conducted himself with such as such an exceptionally talented worker that he won the confidence of the administrators once he'd taken over as a, as, as the commandant. Protected during the party great purge years, so I I just don't think there's anything we can pick out here. So I, I'm I'm reliant on you and your the, the three pages you've pulled up to try and find some redeeming features. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 struggling, pal. If I'm honest, uh, I'm just seeing a huge amount about the gulag, and it's quite hard to find something good in the gulag, apart from the fact that it held up the Soviet Soviet Empire. And uh, so, if you like the Soviet Empire, then maybe uh, maybe maybe that was a good thing. But um, I don't think so. What does it say? It says just just a quick background: the Gulag during the 20th century it became common practice for nations to detain citizens whose loyalty to the state was considered unreliable or suspect. Imagine being arrested for that. We don't think you're loyal, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go to Siberia. Enjoy. I, he did prop up the Soviet Union, but then I guess um, that was a good thing in some ways because mm. I mean, once once the Soviet Union fell, the the GDP of, of the people in that area fell. And uh, from something I was reading the other day, a bit of a reach, bear with me, 
is that he he by propping up the Soviet Union by reforming the Gulag, which then stimulated the economy, was able to prop up the price of the uh, as, was it the ruble at the time as after the fall of the Soviet Union. So he propped up a, a horrible regime as as we perceive it because I think we weren't there. He, I mean, there's a bit on his later career. So he was he was protected from arrest and possible execution by intervention at the highest level. Doesn't say who, guessing Stalin. He yep. managed to remain alive. That's one of the notable achievements here. Yeah, saying here that he uh, he was responsible for the acquisition and confiscation of confiscation of gold from from the wealthier classes. So he was involved in that in that process at some point. I must I'm guessing that must have been after he got out. Go- or, or was he was he was was this before he went to the gulags or was it after? Was he uh, was he involved? Was he quite high up in that position? And then he went to the gulags for you know lack of loyalty, whatever. Maybe he said the wrong thing, or um, or was no, he? So he was he was in the gulags from 1923. Okay, the illegal crossing of borders. Oh, okay. Okay, so he um, okay, so it must have been after that. So when he when he was when he was elevated, he was. Uh, he was then responsible for the acquisition and confiscation of gold. This is what it says. So he was he was responsible for the acquisition and confiscation of gold from the wealthier classes. Uh, and the unscrupulous Franco was unable to resist this temptation. In 1927, he was arrested on orders of the Moscow Central Office for skimming off too much gold for himself. So apparently, well, this, according to this source, it said he was um, robbing for the rich and keeping for himself. Not quite the, uh, the Robin Hood Soviets probably thought he was when he was doing that job. Again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how uh, reliable this source is, but this is, you know, this is we're a balanced opinion here. We look at several sources, not just Wikipedia. And I guess reviewing what we've seen around this commandant work is not only did he he took money from the the extreme rich, which I mean, right now the, the sayings of you know eat the rich is is, is circling again. So I, I I can't hold that against him. I mean, the means in which he confiscated that gold were probably brutal. In which case. I'm going to go ahead. That's a, that's a that's a point for a horrible person. But mm. the, the prior to his nourishment scale, where you know he starved probably a third to fifty percent of the people that were put in prison for uh, thinking about stuff, the, the the food that people actually got was inconsistent. So he established consistent um, consistent calories for I guess the heavy workers. But I mean the consistent calories were eight hundred grams of bread and eighty eighty grams of meat. I mean, that does sound rather Soviet, that, doesn't it? Uh, he's probably done He's probably done very well there in terms of the Soviet system. It's like everyone will be equal. You'll all lose weight and, and starve equally quickly, rather than some of you, be, you know, being uh, unfairly starved quicker than, uh, than others. He made sure that everyone did it at the same time, which is, you know, that's... Uh, that's the communist way. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's living up to the, uh, to the regime there. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm going to suggest that we, we leave Naftali Franco there because I, I think that's, that's, that's as much good as, as we can probably find on this one. So he's really, not, uh, he's really not done a lot, has he? going to go ahead and confirm that our hundredth of the, the hundred worst people to, to, ever, to ever live has, has been a, a categoric failure. We're not successful revisionist historians, but we'll try again. We'll we'll see who's number number ninety nine. So next. On the agenda for the revisionist is Leon Trotsky, 
who failed rebellion of the within the Soviet Union probably led to a lot of death. So we'll see if we've got anything good to say about him. Led the revolution. Man must be a, must be a hero amongst some people. Marxist theorist. There's a lot of Marxism around at the moment. 